0: Hello soccer fans, welcome back to the Ply Football Podcast, Ben White your host here. I'm by myself tonight, so I hope you can bear with me. We're going to come to you with a, a bit of the updates from the World Cup, off the pitch and on the pitch. I hope you've enjoyed your weekend. We've been away from you for a couple nights uh, just due to some technical difficulties, but we are back tonight, and I'm glad that I'm with you. So let's kick it off uh, with England versus Tunisia. The monkey is off the back. England have done it. 2-1 winners. Now, we're not going to go through the result and blah, 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 because you've all heard that elsewhere. What I want to talk about is the double standards on the VAR decisions. Now, VAR was used against Australia to review the Griezmann penalty. Now, we all agree, yes, it was a penalty on review. But was it a clear and obvious error? No, it wasn't. It was very, very minuscule. Now, why the referee pulled it back in that game, I do not know, because it hasn't been done so in any other game. That's right. Carrie Kane was fouled horrendously. He was essentially bear-hugged and tackled to the ground last night. And he did not get anything from the referee, nor did one of his assistants or anybody at home watching back in the Moscow hub call and to the referee and say, you need to review that decision. I just don't understand the VAR system. I'm not against it per se. It's great if it's for you. It's bad if it's against you. But what I don't understand is the inconsistency in the application of the system. England luckily got away with it and won 2-1 with a late Harry Kane goal, picking up where he left off with the domestic season in the World Cup for England, but they should have been well clear 2-1, 3-1 up well and truly by that stage. The game's a different position there. The monkey's off the back. England are onto a strong start, especially with Belgium beating Panama 3-0 I think that uh, England's result 2 1 probably didn't reflect their dominance in that game. Um, and you'd argue that England teams of yesteryear might not have got that result. So we maybe could be looking at a different England here. Let's just hang on and see what happens with this three lions. But I just want to watch this space on the VAR. The other thing I want to talk about is the frustration of Kyle Walker with the penalty. As a supporter, as a neutral, but I can only imagine as an England fan. How frustrating that must have been to see Kyle Walker do that. When you're controlling the game, cruising along, at what point in time does he think it's a good idea to raise an arm right in front of the referee in the head? Like it just must do your head in as a supporter. It's a real coach killer. Now, thankfully, they didn't have to pay for that and they got away with a 2-1 win, but had they not... A lot of questions would have had to have been asked on Kyle Walker and why he did made that decision. Silly, silly man. Hey, let's move on now to the dirtiness of the South Korean game. If you did not watch it, I know that sometimes the uh, South Korea's, uh, China, Japan, um, Thailand, all those teams in that region get picked on for being a, not a very physical team, small, agile, but easily knock off the ball. I tell you what, against the six-foot-two, six-foot-three giants of Sweden, they held their own. Now, whilst they didn't get the win, and they probably weren't deserving of the win, it was an absolute game for the hard and in-and-under purist that I was. I loved seeing the challenges fly in. And I tell you what, the Swedes did not back down. They gave as good as they got, but neither team took a backward step. There was a couple of yellow cards brandished, Many a sore bodies after the game. But I tell you what, in terms of a physical game of football, the referee let that run, and it was nice to see for a change. Now, enough of that, that, we're going to get into some news off the pitch. We're going to come back after this little quick break. The Netherlands in front, but Australia looking for a quick... Comeback. They've got it! Tim Cahill! Astonishing! Yes, so let's have a look at Neymar. He actually missed training. Um, because he got the shit kicked out of him by the Swiss. 10 fouls, the record uh, against him in a World Cup match. But uh, the reports out of the Brazilian camp is that he will be fit to face Costa Rica on Friday. He and Paulino were in the physio room and did not train today, but the backroom staff of the Brazilian team have said that it's normal, happens after a game, and nothing to worry about here. So let's move on. A little bit more serious and worrying was the Saudi plane catching on fire. Yes, the Saudi plane on its route to Rostov caught fire and the engine blew up. Now it's been reported that it was due to a bird strike, aka a bird flying into the engine, which caused the motor to blow up. Now all on board are safe and the plane did land safely as scheduled. But I tell you what, a nervy signs, and uh, we revert right back to uh, the Man United disaster there when we think about those things so thankfully everyone's safe um the Saudi team will be there to play on the weekend but it does just unnerve you a little bit when you see those things moving on Croatia imploding Croatia striker Nikola Klasic uh, has been sent home from the World Cup because of injury coach Lato Dalic said on Monday Dalic said in the statement he had asked Kalinic to come on in the 85th minute substitute against a 2-0 win on Nigeria on Saturday. But the AC Milan fall declined to come on after warming up, citing a back injury. Now, we've all heard what back injury means. Previously, Croatia media reports say that Kalinic has been axed for his refusal to play and under the suggestion that he was not happy to be left out of the starting 11. Now, after Croatia's great start, you'd hate to see them implode through things like this. So hopefully this does not ripple through the Croatian squad, but he has been sent home, Kalinic, and unfortunately for Croatia, that means that they're going to have to go with the rest of the tournament with 22 players. Let's hope that it doesn't come back to bite them, but no doubt the team would be better off with the AC Milan forward in the team rather than out, whether that was off the bench or not. But just crazy, crazy egos get in the way sometimes. Takes you back to the Roy Keane incident with uh, Mick McCarthy back in uh, South Korea when he got himself sent home before the tournament. Still don't know what that was about, but I tell you what, it just shows you that sometimes footballers do not think before they open their mouth. Alrighty, Brazil sour grapes coming back to them. We spoke about the VAR issue earlier. Well, guess what? They have had a please explain sent to FIFA about why the VAR was used in the Miranda incidents against the Switzerland team. Touching on it before, the inconsistency of the VAR system wasn't used for Kane, wasn't used for Miranda, but was used against Australia for Griezmann. So we just want to get some clarity. We'll see what comes out of that, but they've actually gone to the extent of the Brazilian FA of asking for the audio, which may have been used around the time as to why, why it was not requested. So let's just see what comes out of that and see whether the officials are a little bit more red hot on claiming those. Now, tonight's games ahead, let's talk about them straight after this break. Nicely done again. Here goes Hernandez. Taking on Boatek. He's got support here from Lozano. Cuts him back inside. It's Lozano! It's 1 0 Mexico! Yes, that's from the other night from Mexico beat the reigning World Cup holders 1-0 and a surprise to us all. So tonight's games, Colombia versus Japan, Poland versus Senegal, and Russia versus Egypt. Now, I've got to say, for me, I'm hanging out for the Colombia versus Japan game, and I'm wrapped it on at 10 p.m. our time, not too long. Uh, you wouldn't find me listening to this, you might have watched the game Uh, It might be on still. You might be catching the highlights. But I think this is going to be an absolute ripping game. However, the Colombians will be going in without their superstar man, James Rodriguez, who has injured his calf in training. Uh, That means that he will be out. Now, calf injuries are notorious for lingering. So I hope this doesn't hold back the main man from Colombia and that he is on the pitch for the next game. But I just want to watch this space because I think that a calf injury is always caution and we could be looking at possibly if it's a genuine calf injury at least three to four weeks hopefully it's just a, a awareness thing and that they don't actually hold him out of the world cup altogether because we want to see the best players play i'm going to put my money behind japan in this game for a little bit of an upset um, and i go to japan in a 2-1 win over Colombia. i just think our asian rivals there in uh In Japan, have just got something about them. I think they're they're primed for a good result, and they are a hallmark of this World Cup uh, process. And I think that they deserve to have a little bit of success. Poland versus Senegal doesn't really get me too excited. That game, obviously Lewandowski, it's good to see play, um, and hopefully he can do better than what he did the Euros after failing to uh, to inspire after a great season with Bayern Munich. But the main man for Poland will be in action tonight and we'd love to see him kick his campaign off in style and maybe get the wheels going for Poland, who arguably have got their best team in a while but didn't make the most of it in the Euros. Final game, Russia versus Egypt. And that's when we're going to come on to our last news story, which is Salah will play. Yes, you've heard it here the word out of the camp from both the player agent and coach is that he is fit and will play. Now, they did say that before the first game and they've got around it with the technicality that he was fit, but unfortunately, he couldn't play because they were just worried about the physicality of the Uruguayan team. But with that extra week's break, they are saying he is now good to go and with losing that first game, it is a do-or-die fixture, I'd say, for the Egyptians, so there's no point holding him back one more game. It may not matter by then. They need to put their best foot forward and strike while the iron is hot and hopefully square the ledger to get themselves into a position that their future is in their own hands in their final game for the group. That's all from me. I hope you enjoy your fixtures tonight. It's going to be some great football. We're all loving it. Come on, Japan, from me, and we'll see you all soon next time on the Ply podcast. See you later. Ah,